Hey, this is Brian. Hey, this is Daniel from Postseason, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 139 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you and I want to thank you for those who are staying up nice and late as always for our midnight premiere on Adobe Radio every Thursday midnight Eastern and then the following Monday those episodes drop on every single platform. I'm excited for my guest here uh, today, a band I've been jamming for a while, I'd say like 2015 is whenever I started jamming to these dudes, and so uh, it's nice to talk to them here in episode 139. So everyone, welcome Daniel and Brian from Post Season. Guys, what's up? What's going on, man? Woo, I'm feeling good here. It's always nice to talk to some uh, fellow PA guys, is that right? Well, I am. Brian is a Californian who was raised in Maryland and now resides in California again. Wow. Yeah, so I'm a Californian once more. Oh, okay. You, you like California then? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I definitely consider myself a Maryland kid, but, you know, uh, with I guess with, with California tendencies and vibes when I moved there. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I think California is pretty cool. Uh, I'm here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You guys a fan of that city at all? Oh, I love yeah, it. man. For many bros. Yeah? What's, do you have a favorite sandwich from there? Oh, I do. I do, actually. That's that's the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to, to I, can't wait for, I can't wait for you to hear the rest of them, then, if you think that's good. <laughs> um, uh, the, 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 the black the double steak Angus. Dude, the all right. Angus. All right, good choice. All right, we, hey, we're building I, some commonality I like to put eggs here. in between them. What's that? I like to put eggs in between them. Add two eggs. Why the fuck not? You know, you, more protein, you know? That's it. I, I get a capicola, capicola and cheese with an egg. You guys, it's just like, hey, look, when you're on the road, you know, you really, you got to get the calories in because you never know the next time you're going to eat or how good it's going to be, right? <laughs> no, we're just fat. <laughs> Fuck all that. Hey, guys, listen, I am so stoked to have you here for episode 139. The main reason why I wanted to talk to you is because the band is preparing to drop its second full-length album, uh, a self-titled via No Hope Records. It's available July the 13th. And I've had the great opportunity to jam every single track from this upcoming album. And guys, I gotta say, I'm really, really excited. The lyrics, they're relatable and memorable. I can't stop singing them. Uh, The structure and presentation of the music is perfect. And honestly, I believe that this is going to be on a lot of people's radars uh, here very, very soon. So give me... Uh, give me an idea. How are you feeling heading into this very uh, awesome milestone for the band? I mean, I'm I'm super stoked about it. We spent we spent a lot of time writing and you know just working on this record in general. Um, I feel like in the past we were just we we're always on the road, so we just were uh, you know we were touring and then writing and touring and writing and then recording. It just felt like we didn't have time to like sit down and, and fully think out like every move of the album and this one here we feel at least i feel super super confident in um brian what do you think uh i'm pretty stoked on it man i think it's the most like uh uh mature sound that we've had and and it's definitely developed and yeah and we did like like dan said we spent a lot of time on the road and uh on our older stuff you could definitely hear through the music that you know it was not as uh, i guess mature as as the stuff we're about to release enjoy as we mentioned in the intro, the self-titled, it's due to release uh, through No Hope Records. I-, I believe this announcement that the band was picked up by the label happened a few months ago. Give me some insight on how this partnership came about and how's it been so far. Um, 
I guess it, uh, I, I, so. No Hope is um, one of the guys from, uh, from Valencia, and uh, our uh, my best friend uh, has worked for Valencia for I think around like five years or so. Um, is their merch guy, and it just kind of like there was just like a natural relationship there, and we were shopping the record around. We, you know, they got brought up. We sent them the record, and just vibe. It was just it was just something where the second we started talking, like we all just we're also you know PA boys. We just got along, and it, it just worked. It just felt comfortable. So give uh, so the the deal i guess the partnership with no hope then occurred well after the album was recorded correct yes all right so give me yeah. some of the general background then uh to this upcoming self-titled where was it recorded who who was involved that like really helped shape the album maybe outside of the band uh, or anything else that is worth noting of that amazing experience sure um I mean, when we uh, we did a we did a split a few years back with uh with a band called Such a Mess. Um, when we recorded our two songs for that, we worked with Paul Levitt. Um, Paul Levitt is someone we wanted to work with. Uh, we just really liked uh, we just liked the way his production sound was, and and we worked with him. We had a great experience. When it came down to doing the uh, the full length, we were we were happy with the results. So we decided to go back and work with Paul. Um, the one thing that I enjoy about Paul is it's not a rushed environment at all. It's a very relaxed environment, and it's something where a lot of the times it's not like uh, I wouldn't say it's like every producer, but there are a lot of people in the industry that you know they they're hard on the deadlines, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, if the if takes don't come out in that fashion, you don't feel any pressure or whatnot. Always someone where he's like, hey, we'll get done, and we'll make this record sound the way. Uh, the way it's supposed to yeah. sound and it wasn't like I, we actually didn't go over time at all or anything it's just but with that in mind it makes the whole the whole process just feel a lot more relaxed and i feel with that relaxation in there you just tend to i think i i feel like we performed better in the studio than we ever have on this one yeah brian yeah, because there was no pressure um yeah, there was no like working with Paul's awesome. He's awesome, an engineer and a producer. And like Dan said, it was really relaxed. And and we came in for the first time in the studio like with no deadlines or like deadlines we made for ourselves because like in the past we just recorded like on the on the road, you know, breaks from the road, and and we had like deadlines to put stuff out. And then we realized, you know, let's uh, take more time to uh, I guess perfect our craft. And um, I think it shows on the album. What was the writing process then like for this album? I mean, it, I'm assuming you referenced that some of some of the material from your split with such a mess is that are we seeing some of that bleed into this self-titled? Is that what we were saying? Yeah. So we uh we really we really enjoyed those songs, and uh, we really enjoyed an older song of ours too called uh, "Picture Frame Eyes," and we wanted to on this full length we wanted to bring. We wanted to bring new life to all of them, so we uh, we uh, we messed with the mix a little bit, and we reamped everything and got it all remastered, and then we re-recorded Picture Frame Eyes. Um, we, when, we, when we recorded it, we recorded it in uh, standard tuning, and then we never played that song once in standard tuning, um, just for just with how we tore with only like one guitar, a member, and stuff like that. We never ended up. We just played it in different tuning. So for years, we've been performing that song specifically different than it was recorded. So we went back and we revisited that song, recorded it again in the uh, current tuning and everything. So it, it I feel like it, it came across almost like a completely different feel of the same song. Uh, that was really cool. So we brought in like, I guess, three older tracks with new life to them. And then we, you know, came out with you know, seven seven brand new ones to just uh just you know put your songs in the ears and out in the airwaves um so that's cool um as far as um as far as the older songs like we just we just felt like we gave them new life that was gone so 
two, it, it's been like three years, really, spanning from when the split with such a mess came out, I believe, in, in, until now. And then you wrote those, essentially, those seven new songs. How? What does it look like for postseason to sit down and write? What What is your uh, band's structure towards that, if there is a structure? Because some, sometimes there isn't. <laughs> this is always uh, a so we're, yeah. we're like we're insanely like not close to each other geographically compared to most bands. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania, but I currently live in Los Angeles. Brian lives in Los Angeles. Um, our drummer lives outside of uh, DC. We got uh, a guy in Philly, and then we got a guy who lives in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So Holy shit. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> fucking far <laughs> how are you guys doing anything that's fucking amazing so no we don't I, I think we're figuring it out still man honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> we kind of never lived close to each other that was kind of the it was always just how we worked we, we never we never lived close to each other and we just kind of we just come up with riffs or parts or whatnot and uh, lyrics or melodies and voice memos and little like scratch track demos. And we just send them to each other. Hey, what do you think of this? Cool. We got an idea. We'll build. Then we get together and we, you know, we just kind of get together, jam out, work out the kinks a little bit, go back and do it again. And um, the record took, I mean, I don't think it takes longer than any other record that we, that we wrote. We just wrote it a different, I, I guess a different, fashion than a lot of people do or even people that are geographically close so like demo and scratch track and stuff so yeah it's just it's work uh, the internet is uh is a great thing for that and yeah. it just it just kind of came together um we wrote all the instrumentation put them together after we got it all like figured out and worked out recorded it um i just took all those i just took all those instrumentation demos and I literally just drove around in my car listening to songs and just sing random shit until I was, okay, there's the melody that I like for this, or okay, there's a lyric that I like for this, and then I'd build off of whatever one came first, and it just it just kind of fell in play. Is there like a, a, like a home base, though, for you guys? Like, when you do get together as a group, where is it? <laughs> Uh, it was it was in Maryland, and when like like a uh, top secret about postseason, we didn't really practice too much. So we individually, like we would practice and then get together. And you know, if it sounded, it, it would I, I think it would sound pretty solid for the first three days, and before we like perfected it, you know, the set. So like it would be in Maryland when we did practice. <laughs> we always like, together, yeah, yeah, together, and it's and it's weird because like. You know, we're, I guess we, we just jam well together because, you know, it works out <laughs> for not like practicing, you know? No, hell yeah. Together, There's a lot of bands. Uh, actually, uh, a notable conversation I had was with Kenny from the starting line and I talked to him a couple months ago. Hey, they're just one of my favorite bands. And so I was kind of sure. uh, probing him on like new music and how they do things. Cause he was saying their band is very spread out doing, you know, a million other things also. And he said, look, just to be honest with you, like we really, we don't, we practice like whenever we start playing shows, like we play a show and that's our practice and then boom, we go. So, Hey, some, <laughs> sometimes you just mesh and it sounds fucking awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like you just block out you know when it, when the show happens and then when it's over you're just like what happened <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely that's the way we, we never played like we were never like a band that played much like one-offs we just we just toured so we just got together and if we were like if night one sucks then night two should be better absolutely and we it just worked we'd get together we'd jam a day or two and then day one of tour was typically our third time playing through and we were pretty solid by then, and yeah, it, we never really felt like, I mean, I don't know, like, I guess, like, we wrote songs, we never really felt uncomfortable with them. Yeah, and if something was, like, sloppy or anything, we would definitely, we're not the band to not address that, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know, to each other, you know, we would be, yeah, definitely if something blew, we would be like, yo, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be honest with one another inside oh, the yeah, band, yeah. you know, for... No way it's going to work. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree with you. So, look, I'm actually curious about this. I, you know, I haven't actually, I don't think, had a band with a self-titled recently enough for me to ask this question. How, what is that process like to 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 roll with a self-title? Uh, I'm just curious. I think that it's it's interesting. Just like when you know some bands go with a title track as it, or like something that is obscure. I mean, was there a thought process behind it? If so, can you elaborate? Um, so I have always had, uh, I've always had a tendency to, whenever I'm writing lyrics, there always happens to be one reoccurring word across the record for me. And I don't, I literally don't do it intentionally at all. It just happens. And then whenever I'm sitting down and trying to think about song titles or album title, I, I read through the lyrics and that's when they stand out to me. I noticed it first on our very first, uh, um, full length, and that's why the record's called Remember. I say Remember in almost every song, and with the with the EP we did after that, um, Hollow Out of Hearts, I say the word heart in every song, um, and I just, it wasn't intentional, it was just, oh, okay, here's the thing, this is the accidental theme of this record. Um, this one, strangely enough, I said, this is pure coincidence, too, I, I say hope in almost every track, and when we were standing in Paul's um, studio, I had mentioned to Chuck, our, our bassist, I want to call the record um, something that does that deals with hope. And I always actually like the, I always wanted to get a no hope tattoo on my knuckles. I just thought it was cool because it sounds negative, but it's a, it's, it's a positive. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I mentioned to Chuck, it was like, no hope would be cool. He's like, yeah, I think that's the label in Philly. And I was like, oh, tight. And then, that never really went past that um we just kind of all started talking and then we realized it was like it's kind of like a newer like how brian was saying like a newer like mature sound and push to our our, our album or to our, our just our sound in the past and with this album we felt like you know like it was kind of like a almost like a rebrand or like a boost back because we took some time off you know we took like like a year you know like like sitting back and writing it and recording it. And we were just like, it's kind of like a rebrand, you know? So we just wanted to launch, which is like, this is postseason, like nothing more than that. And then the, when the no hope thing fell into place, I just kind of laughed because it was like low key, the record's almost called that. Um, yeah, but, that's crazy. <laughs> I, told, uh, man, I, man. Recently, I recently just told Sean from no hope that and he laughed his ass off. Um, and uh, he said that he actually wants to get that knuckle tattoo as well. So now I gotta, I gotta beat him to it. But um, <laughs> that is some but, like, serendipity, you know. <laughs> it was a pretty cool one. But yeah, I think like the, the self-titled is literally just, you know, we looked at it more like this is a relaunch of, of you know, us, and this is what we feel is the best representation of postseason, uh, as far as sound is concerned and everything and. We just wanted to just call it postseason because this is at the end of the day, this is postseason. So the the self title again is dropping July the thirteenth. I, I think that's a Friday the thirteenth. Are we afraid of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's awesome. We were planning a, we were planning a July release, and our album artwork has a bunch of uh, like reapers on it, like green reapers on it. And it just kind of made sense. So we just, there was, there, I, I would like to sit back and tell you that that was thought out. It wasn't. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, hey, we're doing it in uh, July. Okay, music release on Friday. Oh, we got Grim Reapers on the cover? Why not do the 13th? Okay. Oh, man, there's yeah. like so much here that's just all coming together with you guys. I mean, and, and I just love this, uh, everything we're finding, <laughs> and now you're on Spinning Thoughts, and it's like now shit's really coming together, you know? It's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'm curious on this, guys, uh, while we're talking about uh, this self-title. There's 10 tracks, I believe, on it, right? So were there any that didn't make the cut? Um, like two, I think, right? Like two or three songs, maybe. Yeah, we wrote a lot. We wrote a shitload of things that never became a complete song. Like we yeah. have so many. We title it's it's hard to tell you this because we we title everything yeah. with the, the worst titling in our in like our computers. Like yeah, it's like new song one, and you know, <laughs> just like okay, that's cool. 
know? Yeah, we look back through the hard drive and it's just like new song, new jank, jank <laughs> two, jank three. And we're just like, uh, um, all right. So we just went through and we just kind of ripped away ideas from that. So there's probably like, I'd say at least 10 to 15, like half written songs. And I'd say three or four fully written songs. Yeah, because there's um, some stuff that we, we uh, like we forgot that even we, we jammed out. To be honest, there's a lot of ideas. Yeah, I yeah. mean this with all due respect. I I feel like there's a lot of organized chaos with the band, but it works, right? Yeah, I mean we have five writers. We have five different writers, so like you can imagine that any musician can imagine that because usually there's like you know I guess the primary writer and, and another another person, but like yeah, with us it was like five different people, so you can imagine like. You know the 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 chaos and the and and the awesomeness of it. You know, Hell yeah. organized chaos. Great way to put it. Most most musicians or just creative people in general are typically far from organized, and we're we, we definitely spin to that one. <laughs> Our van's clean though, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? At least the van is clean. All very interesting facts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. I'm here with Dan and Brian from Postseason. We've been talking a lot about this self-titled album due to drop July the 13th via No Hope Records. We're going to jam a song off it right now. Everybody, this is Long Shot Lost Cause from Postseason. Enjoy. Yeah. 
So you just finished listening to Long Shot Lost Cause off the upcoming self-titled album from Postseason. This song has been tossed into the spotlight, highlighting the album ahead of its release. Why did the band go with this track uh, to market the upcoming album over others in the collection? Oh, Brian, you want to take that one? You wrote the riff. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I would say it's because I wrote the riff, but that's not the reason <laughs> why we were here, why we chose it. But um, no, I, I feel like it's an anthem for the whole band. Like what? what we've been going through you know like um like i feel like a lot of touring bands have a lot of uh doubts definitely doubts in the process you know like uh it 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 seems like sometimes it seems like you're doing something and then you know you catch yourself on like a million hour drive in the van just like nothing but your thoughts you know just to yourself and you're like oh man everyone like our age is doing this doing this gets getting caught up in your head and i think uh uh for for that For me, that song is about, you know, overcoming, you know, my um, my doubts and fears and uh, following our dreams. So that's, that's that's what I take from it. Yeah, yeah, I can. I mean, I can I can agree with that. Whenever I was putting together the lyrics, it was the same. It was the same mindset, 100 percent. It's just, you know, like you get and that's just not even so much with music in general. That's that's across the that's across the, uh, the board yeah. with pretty much anything in life. I think the one problem that I've noticed in the last uh, couple years is people just are so fucking negative and it's just unnecessary. And, but they, but they like thrive on it. Like they just want the misery. And, and that's the problem that I, I have with a lot of things in the world. It's just, just like, you know, there's a lot of really cool, meaningful things happening in this world. It's like, you don't have to pretend like it's fucking burning to the ground at all, at all times. It's like, smile a little bit and enjoy yourself. And this song was, you know, kind of like a shot at the people that are, you know, in, in, in my life that were, you know, only reflecting on negatives and just saying like, oh, well, you'll never do this or you can never do that. Or that's just not the way the world works. And it's like, maybe it is. You know, maybe maybe you can just do those things and maybe you, you know, if you gave it a shot and, you know, actually like smile a little bit, cool things could happen. I love so that really, mentality. Really I love that mentality. And really, if you think about like anyone who who uh, acquires or achieves success, whatever that means to whoever, you know, a lot of the times what you hear them say is, is, you know, how they made it happen was they just went and fucking did it. You know, they just, they had a drive and no matter how many times uh, they failed or got turned down or whatever, they, they still, they persisted and they didn't just fucking land there. You know, there's a lot of hard work. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I I dig, I dig that a lot. Uh, Now, the band uh, released just recently, I think right at the end of May, a music video for the track Long Shot Lost Cause. Uh, some really great shots of the band jamming. I really enjoyed a lot of the you guys just like messing around throughout the uh, video. How did the band or how does the band approach this creative aspect, uh, you know, with the visual representation of your music? Um. So back to the whole organized chaos thing. Awesome. Um, <laughs> the the person the, there was there's two people that filmed it uh, that were friends with uh, Chuck, our bassist uh, from college, and uh, the one dude works at Adult Swim and was just like, "Hey, uh, we'll we'll hook it up," and they just we flew, all flew everyone out to L.A. and we just filmed it. Um, we rented a yeah. uh, we rented a studio space and. It was actually pretty neat when we showed up to the studio space. Um, we, when we walked in, the the Wonder Years were in the booth directly beside us. Oh, they were, wow! Uh, they they were writing for their uh, for their their current full length that's out right now. Um, so that was cool. Like it was like, oh, small world shit, you know. So we just said, what's up to them? We went into this into this uh, like practice area. We just recorded this. Uh, the the Parts of us with like the TV and the cat. That was all Brian's apartment. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, shout out to Alex and Evan because they were geniuses, man. They they directed all that stuff in the apartment. Yeah, so. Yeah, we just kind of we just kind of were winging it. Um, they had this old TV and VCR. I think the tape that we pretended to be uh, the postseason tape. I think that was either the Fox and the Hound or the Sandlot. It was like one of those two. <laughs> um. But we just like relabeled it. Um, 
the uh, the cat was Brian's roommate's cat, and that was not intentional. That just kind of while we were filming, we were like, "What if the cat fixes the TV?" Okay, done. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there was a lot of B-roll footage that we it, that we like specifically were like, "Let's shoot this stuff for the video," and we didn't even end up using it. All the shit that got used in the video is stuff that we made up on the fly. Um, <laughs> so are we ever going to see the B side or what? Um, Maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's literally just us walking around like Venice and Santa Monica and just being fucking goofballs. And, I'd watch it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably put, like, we have it. It's like, we're not not going to use it. It's just, I couldn't tell you what for. Um, maybe we'll put out a music video where that's in it. Probably will. Because um, why would you waste the footage, you know? Yeah. But... It's all in all, it's that again, organized chaos. We planned a thing and we yeah. did a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah. The, the vibe yeah. I got from it, uh, w- it was similar to some of the videos I've been seeing from home safe. If you, if you've caught any of those, uh, it's just like there's, you know, like a serious aspect to it, like the band, you know, when you guys were jamming, like mm-hmm. the six scenes, and then you just have like, you know, you guys being you guys and just, you know, having a good time. So I thought it was a cool dynamic. Yeah, I, that's awesome, kind of yeah, is where. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. I think it's just it happened that way, and it happened as random as it did because again, that's that's us. Like, we can think about things, you know, over and over and over again until we have a headache, and then we'll probably end up doing something else because it just came together. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, it is working. Whatever it is you're doing, it's working. So keep it up. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available the following Monday. We're here with Dan and Brian from Postseason. Been talking a lot about this upcoming self-titled album and the latest single for it, Long Shot, Lost Cause. So, speaking of things that the band is doing, from what I'm seeing, it looks like uh, you're going all out here. Uh, for the self-titled with some new merch, uh, I saw some bundles uh, on a website and, uh, of course, some vinyl, which I'm a big fan of. So talk to me about some of these additions to the postseason merch arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we teamed up with uh, – we've been working with a couple artists, like, basically the whole time that we've been this band. Um, I do I do a fair amount of our – graphic design but then we also work with a dude named nico who did our album artwork for uh the 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 split we did was such a mess and he did a couple of our t-shirts and we've been working with uh we've been working with a dude named jay graz um justin graziano he's been one of the he, he did the second design that this band has ever had and he's just constantly been like someone that we've we've always just liked his work um we yeah, just constantly they work with them so when it came down to this that that's how the artwork uh came into place we basically just hit him up and we're like yo you want to do this and he just pumped it all out and then after we had he basically came with like a flash sheet of uh of different uh like a different piece for each song and that's what's on the back of the actual physical record itself um we'll have new photos of that uh uh we actually just got a notification that the records are going to be in hand soon so we'll have physical photo like photos of the actual physical record soon for people to see um the uh the shirts kind of came off of that like oh well okay so here's a shirt that we're or here's a song that we've released as a single or here's one that's going to be a single or here's one that we just like the artwork for and we kind of just snagged a lyric or so and had grass just kind of revisit those pieces and create a piece of merch off of it um so one of my favorites is um, the uh, the Heather Gray shirt with the burgundy ink. It's a it's a candle. Um, the signs from our song uh, Telltale, and the first line of the chorus is "I won't let this wick burn out." Um, and nice. in that song, in in that song, it also says, um, uh, "I'll probably fail, but I'm not afraid to." So, the shirt represents that it is a candle it's in three blocks and the candle is fully like the the candle is full and burning and then it's halfway down and burning and then it's out on the third one and it says i'll probably fail but i'm not afraid to so that is one of the uh, that's my favorite uh, shirt that we did for the uh for the bundles and then the 
uh, vinyl, we chose three colors. Um, we normally do a two-color release, but for this one, uh, No Hope um, was uh, was excited, and they wanted to do a they wanted to do a third uh, they wanted to do a third uh, variant, and we were absolutely like, excited that they wanted to do so. So we are nerds at heart, and we chose primary blue, primary red, and then yellow with black splatter. So it's uh, red version, blue version, and a yellow version, just like the cartridge Pokemon games that we all grew up playing. <laughs> oh. So, and if you notice on the website, they're actually listed as versions instead of variants. Um, so on No Hope Records website, you can buy the blue version, the yellow version, or the red version. Oh and my when god! You, I love you guys. You, that is so cool. <laughs> I love and you, when you too, man. On, uh, the first hundred and <laughs> the first hundred and fifty-one orders get a limited edition cover matching whatever uh, color you bought. We had uh, hundred and fifty-one. Oh artist. my god, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> we had uh, we had an artist. Um, we had an artist do uh, tattoo flash pieces of a Charizard, uh, um, a Blastoise, and of a Pikachu. And we did those for for the release of everything. So it'll be it'll be a cool one. Wow, I am blown away right now. I think that is so damn cool. I I mean, are you guys gamers? Like, do you really like Pokemon? I mean, I gotta. I'm I love gaming. That's why I gotta ask. I mean, is anybody uh, there with me? I, I, I love uh, I love NBA 2K. That series is pretty awesome. I'm pretty addicted <laughs> to that. To be uh, to be honest, it, like when two K nineteen comes out, I want to be in the league. You know, I want to be in the electronic league with the money prize and be good enough. You know, spend Dude, my time doing that. I hope I hope that that becomes a reality for you. Uh, I you know, I, I don't want my dreams stay dreams, so I'm trying. Do you guys have a favorite Pokemon then? Of those like three, uh, Pikachu, fucking what Charizard? Who's what's the green one? Bulbasaur. Well, no? yeah. So. We we only did a, a red, blue, and a yellow. I have a Blastoise tattoo on my arm, so oh my that's god, my vote. nice! Yeah. yeah, the newest game card, the the newest uh, game console that I own is a Nintendo sixty four. So like that's the life that we're we're living here, you know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I understand. I understand where we're at now. <laughs> hey, listen, there's some really really sick bundles that I saw. Uh, the vinyl looks amazing. Uh, if you guys uh, are you guys vinyl heads, like do you do you collect? I do, yes. Is is there? Uh, a... And I, I I don't I don't really collect. I have some. Um, one of my closest friends is actually a, a vinyl head, so like I I I feel like I live through him. Absolutely. When it comes to that, <laughs> sometimes when, that's when, the best when it comes way. to the vinyl collection. Yeah, sometimes that's the best way. Uh, what version do you like the best aesthetically, just like overall uh, visually? Um. Um. Then you go first. I bought all three. Um, Did you? Nice, man. I, I I bought all three. Um, the I I'm really excited to see the uh, I'm really excited to see the yellow one in person. So yeah, I think that's the one I'm I'm looking forward to. That's the rare one too. That's the one. There's only there's only a hundred of those. Okay, Brian. Yeah, I agree with the yellow one too. I like the splatter. So it goes back and forth though, because some days I'm in I'm in a, a you know a simple mood, a, a solid mood. So you know maybe everyone should just get all three. That was, you know, that is exactly where I was leaning with that, and uh, you can you can check out the link on uh, the band's every social media. You find them, you'll find the link to pre-order, and uh, we encourage you to do so. Now, as we've been talking throughout this episode, the band, you guys are getting ready to drop this self-titled. Uh, one of the most exciting elements to dropping new music is the album cycle that, that kind of follows that storm you know so what can you tell us regarding upcoming support for the release specifically uh with touring um we just actually started working on that today um i we literally in a group message earlier today picked some dates um we're gonna do a full performance of the record in september um the the shows will be announced whenever we get them locked in um but we're going to do a full performance of the album, and then I'm sure we'll play a couple more songs than just this record. But 
Yeah, so we're going to be going out and doing that, and then we're going to be doing regional uh, regional pockets, something we've never tried before. We're curious to see how it plays out. We're going to do some East Coast pockets. We're going to do some West Coast pockets, some Midwest pockets, you know. We're going to do you know, some, like, That's South pockets, like, stuff like that. You know, we're not really going to, like, we're going to try something different and see how, see how it plays. Um, just kind of fly everyone to different areas and be like, cool, we're going to play shows in this region. Cool. And then go from there and kind of see how that works. I like it. Okay. So, uh, you know, when you're on the road and you're traveling around, uh, what are some essentials that have to be with you? I'm talking like shit, not that you need to play music. Like, I mean, you got anything that just has to be with you when you leave home? Uh, money. Uh, I bring, yeah, money. <laughs> okay. All right. Money. There uh, we go. <laughs> I have my. I wear my all my dad's jewelry from the '80s that he gave me. I, I don't know. I think it's just tight, and it's like kind of good luck. Um, yeah. Cetaphil face wash. Yeah, we have. Chuck cannot survive without like 27 different types of face wash. That's a thing. That's and, a thing. And if and if he leaves <laughs> one behind, it's it's chaos. Um. So the man needs to have a clean face. Um, that one, that one's a for sure. Um, I, I don't really like, I don't know. Um, I try to bring a handheld like Game Boy and stuff like that. Um, we had a, we had a GameCube in our van for a minute on a few tours. That was a thing. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I would have some fun yeah. with the GameCube. I think Hot Mulligan does that too. I want to say you gotta, yeah. you gotta have something right to pass the time. Yeah. I take my skateboard. I guess I didn't think of that. I take my skateboard everywhere. That's a thing. Are um, are you are you partial to any kind of skateboarding uh, brand or entity? So my I will so my favorite board company of all time as far as like their overall like just their art and like their team and everything is Girl Skateboards. Yes, and dude, me too. To, used, yeah, and I used to ride Girl Skateboards for years, years and years and years. And up about two years ago, I upsized to uh, to an eight and a quarter. And their uh, their board didn't feel as comfortable to me anymore. So um, I was in uh, I was in Bakersfield at the time, uh, Bakersfield, California, and there was a kid at the park who's sponsored by Santa Cruz, who happened to ride an eight and a quarter from Santa Cruz, and he was like, "Yo, try this." He used to be flow for a girl, and he was like, "I, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Try this board." <clears throat> so I tried it. And- for about two years now, I've ridden nothing but Santa Cruz, um, eight and a quarter by uh, 31.8. It's a, my favorite wheelbase, favorite size, great feel. I love that board. Um, I've had that same shape over and over and over again with different graphics every time uh, for two years in a row now. And I've skated for 19 years. Damn. And that's one of those things where when you find something that works, you, you hold on to it. So, yeah, I use, I use that. Um, I ride uh, Spitfire wheels. Um, yeah. independent trucks, independent trucks. Is, I've, I've bought one pair of independents 10 years ago and they have a lifetime warranty on them. And whenever I grinded through them till I broke the axle, I sent them back. They sent me another pair for free. Shut up. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, wearing right. an, I'm actually wearing an independent truck shirt right now. Like how cool is that brand? Right. So I got to back the hell out of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to start – I'm going to, like, give them random shout-outs all the time. I mean, that's just – that's fucking tight. Uh, Brian, do you skate? Uh, dude, I can do a fakey shove it. That's, like, the, the <laughs> biggest trick I can do. Maybe I'm possibly off a curb if I really tried all day. But uh, <laughs> but that's about it. No, I, I, I'm good at Tony Hawk. Well, <laughs> that's all that really matters, Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so – Hey yeah, guys, so combos. <laughs> so look, it is uh, we're we're winding down toward the end of one thirty nine here, and I've been having a great time. Uh, but what you know, tis the season. What I mean by that, not just postseason, but uh, it is it is currently warp tour season. Man, this is all just again coming together so smoothly. Uh, in honor of the final full country run this summer, we are asking every band on the show to just walk down memory lane a little and reminisce if there are any memories you know i don't know if the band 
Uh, apparently I didn't do my research on this particular topic. I don't know if the band's ever jammed on Warp Tour before or if you guys have ever done it in other bands or just even being there as a fan. Do you guys have anything you want to say or talk about Warp Tour here? Um, in advance, uh, sorry, Kevin Lyman, we, we did what we had to do. Um, I helped, uh, I helped, um, sell CDs for, uh, for Pure Noise Records, um, for, uh, for a small, uh, pocket of Warp Tour a few years, a few years ago to get in the gate every day to then hustle postseason CDs to then buy our van. So, um, sorry for doing that but thank you for <laughs> thank you for having such a such a such a place for a band that are like realistically like a van was like that's so crucial to to be in a, in a in a band and to yeah. raise funds and it's so you know like raising funds whenever you're just starting out is not the easiest thing but it gave us an area that we could we could do it and i saw the opportunity i did it i know mayday parade did that whenever they first were starting out a lot of bands have done stuff like that but that was that was that. Um, I actually gave Kevin Lyman one of the CDs. It was super nice. He actually complimented the album artwork. So that was cool. Like just genuinely a nice dude about it. Yeah. He knew we were there. Um, but yeah, we, uh, that, that helped thrust postseason onto the road. Uh, so that was cool. Um, as far as, uh, as, and then we also sold, I also sold a, a fair amount of, uh, uh, pure noise record CDs in the process. We were, we were, I think it was like three. I think it was two of their CDs and our CD for ten bucks, and then we were just splitting it. Damn. Um, <laughs> pretty good, you know. Um, but yeah. Then I think my first Warp Tour was 2006. I, I think that was the year. It was. It had like a Fallout Boy. It had Avenged Sevenfold, My Chemical Romance. Oh my God! Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that was a cool one. Brian, you were more of an Ozfest kid. I was an Ozfest kid, but, you know, I'm really appreciative for Warped Tour for, for bringing punk rock in general, man. Like, uh, you know, I, I, my, I think my first Warped Tour was, like, maybe 2002, and, like, it was still around, like, the, the phase where, like, Pennywise played every year and shit. Yeah. So, like, I was I was stoked, because, you know, because that's, like, it was a punk fest, and I understood why it went different directions, and, uh, honestly, it's, it's really cool uh, of uh, this tour even existing to give bands like us and other bands a, a chance, you know? a chance to be heard at least even if if we we never played on it you know it's a it's a cool opportunity that we got to even like sell cds at the line and like follow the tour and, and all that stuff yeah and um and speaking of uh speaking of warp tour and uh and pure noise records our drummer also plays in sharp tooth and they are doing warp tour this year so if you're going yeah, to they're on the uh, like the, the yeah the red dawn yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're going to this year's Warp Tour, be sure to go check out Sharp Tooth because that band is fucking killing it right now. And yeah, I just you know, found that out uh, today. I didn't even know that, and I think that is phenomenal. I've been hearing a lot. Yeah, yeah. That that band's fucking killing it, and and Connor just is grinding. So absolutely, go go check yeah. them out, and you know. Just make sure, just just tell him to shower after the set because I'm sure he's sweating. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's the best tip of uh, this entire conversation. Tell the drummer to take a goddamn shower. Uh <laughs> Dan and Brian, hey guys, I really appreciate you being here. Before I let you go, is there anything else you guys want to say? Anything else I missed uh, that you want to get out to your friends and, and fans out there? Um. All I can say is I say it I say it every single show that we ever play and I just want everyone to remember it that no matter what no matter what life throws at you or anything that you're going through you're never alone with music and don't forget that because that's a beautiful thing there's a song that can pull you through any moment Brian last words this is this is true man Dan had a really deep line and now I can't really can't really beat that so I, I thank you for having us i appreciate that <laughs> and i everyone go pick up the record in july you know your boy turns 30 in july so that would be my birthday present if you picked up the postseason full length album the yeah. uh, hope record real friends uh real friends uh new record comes out on the same day snag them both dude hell yeah i mean obviously you're already gonna be you know, out and about and in the mode to buy anyways. Real friends, yeah, it's gonna that's gonna be fiery, and you guys are gonna be right next to them. Uh, gentlemen, I'm gonna talk to you off the air, so do not 
hang up. But thank you again for being here for episode 139 of Spinning Thoughts. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank Dan and Brian from Postseason for being with me here for episode 139 of Spinning Thoughts. They are dropping a brand new self-titled album on July the 13th via No Hope Records. I've listened to the entire thing, and it's very damn good. So get your hands on it July the 13th, Friday the 13th. And uh, let me know what you think on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Follow us on the rest of the socials. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Please make sure you check out the website. Share it with some friends. We're really pushing that right now because there's a lot of good shit going on over there with all of our contributors. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all other platforms. The following Monday, subscribe, tell a friend. It would be so appreciated. We're about to hit episode 140. I mean, that's what comes after 139, but here we are. We're climbing the 100s, and I'm getting excited. It's Warp Tour season. We're going to have some stuff as we lead up to our press date, July the 16th. I cannot wait to talk to you again. Until next time, make sure you share music, spread love. You can't park with an attitude.